Hello and welcome to the Raise Your Mug podcast presented by Country Jam. Hey, we're nearing the 2023 installment of this annual party in Western Wisconsin. Scott with you and as always, Kathy Wright, general manager of Country Jam is with us. And at the time of this recording, uh, Kathy, uh, we like to try to keep these podcasts evergreen, if you will. But the reality is we are rapidly nearing the 2023 version of this big party and uh, it's coming up quickly probably in some aspects not quickly enough and in other aspects you're like slow down right right (laughs) I know I always giggle when I can wear sandals to work I start to get really nervous because that means summer is summer is knocking on our door and it's time to really kick it into gear I think the exciting thing is once again the new site and while you guys will have a you know sometime on that site before other people For the guests that are coming in 2023, they really are going to be breaking in this new site, aren't they? Absolutely. I mean, we are patient zero. Country Jam is patient zero out at the Eau Claire Event District. And so we're thrilled actually to be that, but also like, wow, I, you know, we think all the outlets work. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, I know there's another event too you guys have announced as well. And that's just the start. There's going to be a lot of things going on. So make sure you're checking out the website. Make sure you're following the socials. Uh, for not only the 2023 Country Jam that's coming up, but all the other events that are coming up later on in the summer through the fall into the winter. That's the idea for the new site. Now, of course, you have these events that go on, but you want to make sure they're outstandingly entertaining, if you will. All right, It's like you have the restaurant, but you got to make sure you serve up the tasty food why don't you bring on our guest here, because this is, this is part of the atmosphere, this is part of the entertainment, this is part of making sure people leave with a smile on their face. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever been referred to as an entree before, but uh, no. but I like it. it are you a filet mignon? Is that I what you are? say for sure. Maybe it's <laughs> that a mashed potato, some asparagus on the plate. I like it, I like it. Well, I am so happy to have Skylar Witty with us today. Welcome. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Yeah, so Skylar has been our MC at the festival. This will be your third year being mm-hmm. our MC, and we are just giggling about it. Um, we had a little meeting before our podcast today, and, and um, you know, when somebody looks at you, they're like, oh my gosh, it must be so fun you just get to introduce the bands and we're going to get into the fact that it is a lot more than that but first I want to have you introduce yourself um, to everybody that doesn't already know you. Absolutely so as you said my name is Skylar Witte I am the MC for Country Jam USA this will be my third year and I'm actually from Altoona Wisconsin I grew up there my parents met at UW Eau Claire so um, Country Jam has kind of always been a part of our lives I was just looking at pictures on Facebook this morning. I think it was the first time that I saw low cash from the skybox was in 2011, which is crazy now that I'll be back this year on stage as they're performing Introducing again, them. which I know. is so cool. So yeah, grew up in Altoona and then I went to UW-Madison for college and right after college I moved to Los Angeles, California and I now live there and work as an actress, which is fabulous and I love coming back to Wisconsin it's my favorite place to be from and favorite place to go I know you were just saying you were introduced last week as an LA based actress and your mom was like oh hold on a minute she is not she is a hometown homegrown girl exactly Wisconsin proud so we're going now by Wisconsin native Los Angeles based 
actress. I think it's the way that that she would like it to be referred. And also me too. I well, yeah. Being from Wisconsin is something I'm very proud of. I was Miss Wisconsin USA in 2017. Right before I had moved to Los Angeles, I had the experience at Miss USA. And wearing Wisconsin across my chest is something I will never not be proud of. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So you, um, you've been you've been with us now three years, like officially. And this really kind of came out of like, hey, we need an MC. And one of the girls on staff was one of your childhood friends, and she said, "Let's call Skylar." And um, it, it it's really um, it it's really an interesting um, list of duties for lack of a better term, you know, when we, you know, we were fortunate enough, if you listened to last week's podcast, we had your brother Noah on who now runs lighting for the staging companies. And, and something that he mentioned in his podcast was really how surprised he was about how many people it takes to make this thing happen. Absolutely. I think when you're watching a festival from the audience, the goal for the audience is to just sit back and enjoy, right? They're not thinking about, you know, the the millions of people that set up the stage, hung the lights, running the lights, all the meetings that we have ahead of time and all the kind of things that go into it. The goal is for them to just have a good time. But of course, behind the scenes, there's a lot of work to be done. And you see me up on stage, you know, introducing the artists, talking about the sponsors, but Prior to being on site, you know, you and I are in communication. I'm working with the marketing team to make sure I know what's going on. And we're, you know, doing site tours, which, of course, this year is going to be very exciting at the new site. Um, And even just, you know, I fly in on Tuesday and, you know, the festival doesn't start until Thursday. And all day Wednesday, we're working. We're making sure everything's in order and making sure that by the time that festival starts, again, the audience is there. They're sitting back. They're relaxing. They're having a good time and letting us just kind of take it from there and control yeah, the flow. You know, if we look at what is involved in your kind of your day to like who you are responsible for throughout the day is a lot. So, you know, sponsor content is really important for us. So you spend a lot of time just giving shout outs to sponsors, but it's not just like, Hey, you know, don't forget to drink the beer. <laughs> you know, it, it's really about, Hey, head back and try, you know, Samuel Adams summer ale it's really like you have to really understand the full integration of that sponsor in everything that you mentioned absolutely you know needing to know who is there if they have installations at their booth um, everything that's going on and of course those commercials that we see on the jumbotron during the festival in between the acts are things that we're doing in the morning before the festival begins or in between the acts where we have a few minutes we're running back and getting to videotape that so that everybody who's there can see up you know on the big screens what is going on behind them or in the food court or an ultimate VIP kind of get a glimpse into those sorts of things Um, and yeah there's just all sorts of things going on that we're taping and I'm making sure I understand so that I can explain them on stage so that everybody knows how amazing the sponsors are and everything that goes into it and how they're involved. We, I go back to, we had a, um, years ago, we used to do a festival in North Florida and Cletus T. Judd, which was a, a kind of a country music based comedian was our MC and love me some Cletus, but he had to do sponsor mentions. So I gave him all the copy and, you know, we really give you bullet points. We want you to ad lib and, and, you know, but he got up on stage and he's like, Hey, don't forget to buy your lottery tickets nobody wins anyway but you may as well go give them your money and I was like oh 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 please 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 don't please don't say that and I mean I couldn't even I didn't even get turned around before my phone was ringing in the I think I said Wisconsin lottery was Florida lottery sure um the Florida lottery gal was on the phone with me like um excuse me what just happened so right yeah so so that's like there's this whole sponsorship side of of what you need to cover for us and then there's really the um the 
orchestration of what's happening on stage. Mm -hmm. And that, that really involves our stage manager. Mm -hmm. So Toby is making sure that drum kits are loaded and that, you know, guitars are in the right place and sound checks are happening. And then it ties into our production manager, Johnny Setzer and what he has going on stage. And I mean, it, there's, it, it looks like an anthill and then all of a sudden they nod at you and they go hot mic and you mm-hmm. are out. So there's no, no. And there's, there, it's ever changing. Of course, in a live show, things are ever changing. Of course, we've dealt with weather in the past and then we're having to prepare to make sure that I know what the safety procedures are. If there's lightning too close and we have the app that tells us how close the lightning is. And, you know, up until I'm walking on stage, we're all in communication, making sure if there's anything that's changed that needs to be updated to those who are there attending the festival. I'm kind of that voice to make sure that they know what's going on. In addition to, of course, the sponsors and all the wonderful people involved, I'm making sure everyone's staying safe, that they know if there's any updates, if there's any changes in times or anything like that that could happen because it is a live festival. So things change. It Mm -hmm. rains sometimes. It lightnings other times. And other days we have a beautiful sunny day, which are the best days, of course. But even, you know, when it rains, we make it work and we're letting them know, the audience know exactly what is going on and that they're safe. And if, if, for some reason, they need to get in the buses. <laughs> I'm making sure they know. But those things are changing up until the second I get handed that mic. And then I just, I'm out there on my own, hoping that I remember everything to say, which we were talking about earlier. I keep my little note cards on me. So if there is anything that I'm being told right before I walk out, I'm frantically writing to make sure that I'm not missing anything when I'm out there. Well, and I would have to think your your formal training as an actress has had to help you be able, the memorization side of things has to be pretty amazing because, I, you know, I, I've often been described as a drive-by shooting. Like I'll be like, "Hey, Skylar, can you blah 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 blah," and then I'm gone. Yeah. And you're looking at me, going, "I think I know what she just said, but tell me." I mean, because you have to digest that, prepare it, and walk out and deliver it like that fast. Right. And yeah, I think the formal training as an actress helps so much of what I do as an actress is quick turnarounds. You know, you get an audition and you have to have it in 24 hours later, but that's, you know, you have to sleep in there. You might have other things going on in there. And in that time you have to memorize the lines, but not just have a memorize, put on a performance so that it's true and genuine and then submit the audition while getting sleep and eating and doing all the other things. And I think that's been super helpful. My memory is great and I'm good at, you know, ingesting information and being able to spit it back out in a way that's going to make sense to everybody involved, which is a good skill to have. And it's one I've definitely had to work on. I haven't had that skill my whole life, but I'm grateful for the training that I've had to be able to make it happen. Well, and it's really created some bad habits on our end because we're like, oh, we could just throw that at Skylar tomorrow morning. She'll, she'll get it. She'll digest it. Whereas, you know, at, at other events where we've worked with different individuals, you know, they need everything three weeks in advance and really trying to, you know, really trying to create that. How do you, I want you to craft the message. You know, you're the face and the voice of our event. And so, you know, if I say it, I want you to be able to say it in your words and your character and your personality that that you bring to that MC. You know, I'm the logistics side of this business and you deal with a lot of logistics. So we throw the hardcore fact at you mm-hmm. and then you have to go out and oh, do you have to sell the sizzle? Like, do we go back yeah, to like 1970s right? <laughs> marketing? Yeah, and that's exactly what it is, is just finding that voice. And I think the first year... Um, coming into Country Jam, I had had previous experience working for the Miss Universe organization. So I was really adjusted to things changing on the fly because we would do pageants. 
And obviously during the pageant, you never know what's going to happen and what's going on backstage. And sometimes the auditor's printer doesn't work. And so then as he's tabulating the results, you're having to stand up on stage and stall because the printer isn't working. And like, I have dealt with some really hectic and crazy things in my experience on that side of things. So coming into Country Jam, I was like, you know, I've been to Country Jam so many years. I know what the what, how the festival works. Obviously, I've known you for a very long time. And so it's so fun to be able to now have my voice be on stage and something that I love being from Eau Claire, country music, country jam as a festival, and then being able to kind of use my own voice to be sharing the message from behind the scenes to everybody who's in attendance is so much fun. So tell me about what surprised, like year one, what surprised you the most when you got there? I didn't prep you for this question. I, P.S. I never, <laughs> I never prep anyone for questions. So I always feel bad that drive-by shooting comment again. Um, when you, was there something that you were really surprised was part of the function of the festival when you first came in or or how things work throughout the day and I'm trying to think your first year was 21 and we actually had perfect weather for three days so we had no 19 not so much so you missed you missed the shelter in place year um but is there something that you just went huh I never really thought about how that actually got to happen I think and I have been in production and seen a lot of different things, but something that a, about a festival that I don't know a lot of people realize is the artists coming in so early and then the way that the stage gets set with the first artist being up front um, up until that, you know, the headliners, all of their equipment is already on stage. Most of their instruments are already on stage just behind all of the other artists, which is something I, from the from being in attendance, I never conceptualized. Obviously I knew that they had to get the equipment on stage somehow, but I never considered when it happened, right? You're having fun. You're watching the show. You're not thinking like, where did those drums come from? Cause I never saw someone <laughs> put those there. Uh, and so I think that that was the most surprising part is just seeing the stage crews from each of the artists. And when they're getting there, they're getting there so early and they have, you know, these giant semi trucks that they're backing up and just watching all of these moving parts come together. And then by the time you know, doors open for the festival, that the gates open. It's like everything is there and the show just starts. And again, nobody realizes all of the work that went in that morning and early in the morning, mm-hmm. these folks are on site. And again, they just work so in sync and everyone just gets it all done. And then by the time everybody gets there, the show's ready to go on. Yeah, I think if I was ever going to tour with anyone, I would never want to be on tour with a headliner because they're the last, like they're the last truck door that closes mm-hmm. at a festival. And then they get on the road, they drive to wherever they're heading to the next day, which is typically a six to eight hour drive, depending on where they're going the next day. And they have to be the first set of doors that open because like you said, we, we load the headliner in first. Mm-hmm. So they go in the far back of the stage. Then we put everybody in front of them in layers. So, you know, when, once once Dylan Carmichael gets done with his show, we take his gear off and then we move forward Frank Gray's stuff. When Frank is done, we take his stuff and put it away. Then we move forward with Cameron Merlot. So, so if you are the headliner, you have to load in first. So nobody's gear can get on stage until you're done. And the headliner is who brings video walls right two drum kits 900 guitars so many guitars so many guitars i know i know i guess some people have shoes yeah yeah like being backstage and seeing the amount of instruments that are on stage and it happens so fast and when you're watching you're not realizing there's different guitars every time and but backstage they'll have just cases case dozens of guitars for one you know hour 
set that they're switching the guitars each song because each of the guitars is tuned in a different way and, you know, performs in a different way. And, like, there's so many instruments backstage and moving parts. That's also kind of funny. Like, I'm constantly standing backstage, like, weaving in and out of things, mm-hmm. especially when I'm going on stage after an artist because they're coming off stage. I'm having to walk on stage at the same time. The crew is coming out to remove their instruments, move in the next instruments, and I'm, like, having to be as safe as I can. And, of course, the team is amazing and make sure that we're all safe and I'm taking care of. But it is like a little maze back there when there's all that equipment and nobody sees that. No. Right? They're just like, oh, here she comes. But little do they know I've been standing like in a little three by three square, not moving so that I'm not interrupting. And they are looking for humans like get out of the way of the drum kit or it's going to run you over. Correct. And that's always the thing that they say. And they're like, Skylar, get as far forward as you can because we're going to start moving because it's it's quick turnarounds Mm -hmm. between the artists. So I'm like, I'm up there on the runway. And, you know, of course, I'm close to Ultimate VIP in the party pit. And we're down there. We're having a good time. But really, I'm doing my best to stay out of the way. So I'm not getting run over by drums or 12 guitars. <laughs> I know and I I didn't even realize there was a there was a guitar tech is a is a job like these guys they travel with someone and their only job is to deal with their guitars right wild yeah it is wild and you know they open these huge they look like wardrobes almost they open these Mm -hmm. huge wardrobes and there's 15 or 16 guitars just lined up inside of there and and you know at first I thought it was um you know because this is I was like oh they like to use a different color one for each sure so did I I was like it's aesthetics yeah it's not it's not at all (laughs) there's an exact science and like you said there's a person whose job it is to make sure the right guitar is in the correct I don't even know the terminology but tuned correctly and it has nothing to do with the color, believe it or not. <laughs> I know. And then they put it in that wardrobe and then they put it on a, a truck that shakes it for eight hours. So when they take it back out, they have to retune everything. everything. And um, yeah, I think, again, it kind of goes back to Noah's um, comment about truly how many people are involved in every single component. And, you know, I, I think, um, you know, I think as festival director looking at make just making sure you have the right people and, you know, anybody's can be a pretty face and stand on stage. Right. And here are your messages to deliver. But to your point earlier, like you need, I need to make sure that this person, I can look at them and say, we have a, we have a problem. Get everybody out of here. We have 10 mm-hmm. minutes. There's, you know, weather coming or whatever it is. And, and being able to trust that when I say that, and we, we, we push that big red button and everybody on the team knows what their role is in that. Completely. And you never think about, you know, what's the, what's the guitar tech's role in that? Right. You like know, what is he doing? But you know, the same as we as a team have a plan, they as a team have a plan and it all works together and that's why we have that production meeting on Wednesday and we all sit down and we really do talk about of course we're so excited for the festival here's the schedule but also here's all of the things that could happen and what we would need to do so we're on the same page so that we're all safe everybody in attendance is safe Um, big responsibility but also when you're working with a team where everybody is so good at what they do Mm -hmm. there is no pressure in that situation because you're like I know what my role is and everyone's going to also do their role and we're all going to get it done. And everyone's role is so specialized. And so what I love is that, especially in, in, in this business, is everybody really stays in their lane. Truly. You know, I mean, you, you know, you the production manager has a very specific job when this happens, and, and he's not concerned about where the buses are. That's no. not his job. And so you really have to be, you can't be a micromanager in this world. You just to make you need to make sure that you have prepared everyone with with what they need to be prepared with for whatever we're doing. Um, you know, we had, we had an instance one year where one of our artists, they couldn't get the door closed on their plane. 
And so they ended up being two hours late. And so we had to flip two artists. Sure. And so, you know, it's not always weather related. It can just be something super goofy. Yeah. Low cash's bus breaks down. Right. You know, and life is funny in that way. And when you're dealing with live events, you just you have to be able to go with the flow and you have to trust that the team you have with you is going to be able to adjust accordingly because we can't control if a plane's door doesn't close or if a bus breaks down. Like that, those things are out of everyone's control. And, and as, they absolutely happen. They do. And as much as you wish everything could happen perfectly the way you plan it, that's just, it's not how life works. No, <laughs> so. no. We had an artist years ago, one of our headliners, and she was, she was literally walking up the stage ramp to go on stage, got to the top of the ramp, turned around and said, I can't, I am so sick. And oh. she walked down the ramp. We put her in an ambulance and she spent two nights in our, in our hospital in town because she was, she was like dehydrated. I mean, it was just, she was just yeah. run down and done. And, and, and we're all standing there going, cause the MC had already said, ladies and gentlemen, you know, welcome. Right. What well, was Leanne? Welcome Leanne Rhymes. And it was back in her hating when she was headlining and the crowd goes wild. Yeah. And then the crowd was like, where is she? Where is she? Yeah. yeah so the MC goes, where is she? Right. And her <laughs> management is in damage control. Like, of you know, course. you know, wh- how are we going to present this? What's the story we need to tell? What's our plan? How do we tell everybody what's going on? And so again, being a part of all those conversations is pretty wild yeah adjust adjust as you go yeah so let's talk about your favorite acts so you've been a jammer for a very long time so do you have some of your absolute favorites that you or memories that I always say it's sometimes it's not about the artist but it's, it's about what's happening in that moment that that artist is playing like it probably was less about low cash but it was you and your bestie up in the skybox and you had one tickets and I think you had matching shirts with we like puffy paint or something and, on it and that that is one of my favorite memories which is why I'm excited to be back uh, we it was 2011 we had we were so obsessed for years every year we would do matching shirts of some some sort or like cut up shirts and like that was our thing like we had to have the shirts and we had to have the hat and it like the fashion of country jam right um, so they were neon shirts from I think like ragstock or something in the mall right then we got and we painted them with the puffy paint and we had our little shorts on and we're like so excited um and it rained we had won the tickets to be in the skybox and then it was raining and so they we had to hold off on the show and then i think something had happened where it was like low cash had shortened performance or they couldn't go on or something and they ended up offering to do meet and greets with the folks that were in the skybox and i like it was I don't know how we ended up in that sort of luck of the draw situation. And I don't remember exactly what was going on. But all I remember is that we went from being in the skybox to getting to meet Lokash. And I was like, what? I think it was 2011. I was like a teenager. And I was yes. like, this is so cool. Um, and they were so sweet. And I have the best picture because we were wearing these like silly little fedoras that were like metallic again it was 2011 so it was a little bit different of a style um and they were wearing of course baseball caps and they loved our hats we're joking about our hats and I have this great picture where they're wearing our hats and we're wearing their hats and I was like I am the coolest girl in the land like he had my hat on his head <laughs> I just will never forget but memories like that always I used to come to country jam with my parents they've been coming for years I think it's their favorite weekend ever I would say of the summer but I think it's their favorite weekend of the year and just like every year looking forward to jam and the, the weather being so nice and all of my friends being there and we would be you know back in general admission dance and dance and dance and then we would go to the rowdy rodeo and we would dance and dance and dance and like just the best weekend of the summer always something to look forward to and it still is that way now as an adult of course it looks a little different on my end but it's still the same like you know I go up on stage and I introduce the acts and I go down and I 
dance with my dad. Like we've been doing since we started coming to Country Jam together when I was like nine. We talk a lot about the re- that Country Jam is a reunion. It is, yeah. And you know, it's it's a reunion maybe of your high school friends. It's a reunion of, you know, people that you went to college with. But what I find amazing is it's, it's also just a reunion of the people that you've met every year. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I love the stories. I, I have a really good friend of mine and they've become really great friends with the people that sit next to them that are from Chicago. Right. And they only see them at jam, but they stay at their home with them. Like they, oh they go boating during the day. And so it, it's a reunion of just the people that sit around you as well. Right. And it's, it, it's always been a reunion. And of course, now that I no longer live in Wisconsin, it's even more special because I come back and I'm seeing my teachers from middle school who I'm getting to say hi to and hug and talk to. And it's just like everybody comes to Country Jam. And I remember that when I was like, everybody comes to Country Jam. It was the thing to do in the summertime. You would look forward to it. You would count on the days. You would make puffy paint shirts with your friends. Um, and so it's just so fun to be able to come back and be a part of that. And there's nothing like music to bring people together. There's nothing like good weather, good vibes. Like it's just all the best things coming together. My father-in-law is a retired high school principal and he used to come down and he used to sell our food and beverage tickets every year. And it, it was just, a, it was a reunion for him. I mean, these kids would come up and they'd be like, hey, Mr. B. And, right. and he, you know, he would look at him like, you have to tell him who you are because you were like 16 the last time he saw you and you're 40. Right. So, you oh know, I know. So, it, you know, same thing. He would love to see his students every year. And, and, and he worked that booth for many years. And so the students would get to know that he was there or parents. And so they would always go to see Mr. B at, you know, selling food and beverage tickets. And, you know, they, everyone kind of looked and was like, yeah, my daughter-in-law's Kathy. I, I have to do this. But <laughs> I, I do I do love, and, and for us, it's a reunion as well. Oh my gosh, we only have five minutes left. Crazy. When did that happen? Okay, because now <laughs> then I have to pivot because I have to talk about fashion. Because you, it's fair to say you're no longer into the sparkly fedora and the puffy paint t-shirt from Ragstock. So, you know, you really have, Skylar's fashion is really <laughs> iconic at Jam and it's getting more so every year. So tell me what, like, because every time I see you, you're in something different, I'm like, I don't even have time to like eat a snack. And Skylar has <laughs> totally changed her outfit and her hair is different. But what does that process of developing your festival fashion look like? It's so much fun. And again, Country Jam fashion for me has always been a part of the process, even when I was a teenager. Even when it was puffy paint. Um, yeah, before I was on stage, I still was, you know, thinking about what I was going to wear. Of course, I didn't change during the day, but now I got a lot of outfits going on. I think the process is I love country chic, if you will. Like the amount of cowboy boots that I have in my apartment in Los Angeles is crazy for an apartment in Los Angeles. I just love it. So the process that goes in, I think about the artists that are performing that day. Of course, I keep, you know, it's my fashion sense, the things that I like, but I like based on what the day is, based on what the weather's going to be. And it's just so much fun finding clothes. And that is definitely like a niche type of style, but there's so many great places to to purchase from and to get clothes from. And yeah, so I just, I kind of consider everything that's going on, the weather, the artist, the time of day that the artist is performing and we go along with it. There's no exact science. I, and I will admit I shop throughout the year. It's not like something that I do a couple weeks before. Like the outfits are already getting queued up for this year's festival. I feel like we need some sneak peeks, but I don't want to ruin it for everybody. <laughs> well, and, and you know, just coming off of Coachella and Stagecoach, you know, yeah. if you follow any of that on your socials, like the outfit. So good. Is, I mean, that is months of preparation. Completely. And it's so fun to see that, like the photos from Stagecoach, because I was getting some great inspiration from girls that I follow 
was like, oh, that's such, that's a cute concept. I like that idea. And, you know, what can I steal from that? Where did she get those boots? Like, <laughs> well, I'm, I'm fascinated, you know, cause I'm, I'm a little older. So for me, function usually trumps fashion wherever I go. Um, but I, I'm amazed at how fashion has gone to a significantly different level in the festival world. It's wild. And I think that that's a good balance. And I'm glad you pointed that out because all of my outfits, as much as I'm changing, everything is comfortable um, and easy to move around in. Because again, we're it's not like I'm just standing back there and then walking out on stage and then walking back and changing into a new outfit, right? I'm running around the festival. Mm-hmm. I'm shooting content for those, you know, Jumbotron commercials. I'm sometimes moving things around in my own suitcase where I have to have, there has to be some level of function to my clothes and they have to be comfortable because if I am miserable by Thursday afternoon because I'm wearing terrible shoes, it's going to be a long weekend for me walking around on the ground. So, you know, you have to find that balance, but there's so many options out there now and like online shopping, you can really find anything. I know. It's comfy. I love the inspiration even just with um, people are really seeming to get hyper local with their festival fashion now as well and I love that we're all trying to find these really cute little boutiques that are in town I was actually just talking to my friend that has the wild orca boutique here across the street from our country jam office and she's like oh I have to get all my my festival gear out and you know I know the girls at Broadway and Stanley do the same thing in May's boutique in Mondovi and they they really do bring things in specifically Specifically. for festival time which I absolutely love it's the best I actually just got a text from Karen from May's boutique uh, the other day and she was like oh I'm bringing in some new boots I need your size to make sure that we have and I was like just what I need to add more to the collection Um, but they really do they bring in stuff just for country jam and it's so fun and I it's fun to see the fashion evolve because I've been coming for years and now I have my own fashion but I love in the you know to see who's there and what they're wearing and the artists of course have incredible Mm -hmm. fashion and what they're wearing on stage so it's just like I know are you gonna try and pull off the Lainey Wilson hat oh my I don't know that I can rock a hat like she can rock a hat there is she just like looks so good in those hats and I just feel like I would look silly I don't think I could ever look it's like trying to cover an artist the day they play like can you can you play a Dirk song if you're opening that day so can you wear bell bottoms and the hat hat on the day day. Lainey Wilson is there I'm like could I I don't know but I could I could never rock it like she rocks it so I'm not even sure I would try (laughs) I know well and you know there's a dump truck associated with that right so you have to you know make sure that you can uh, cover the dump yeah exactly (laughs) fill in that base as well and I'm like I just don't think I could yeah I yeah in my dreams maybe yeah exactly (laughs) I know I, I I do love too that you know seeing the women that are coming through country right now and even Priscilla Block launching a new line with Sheehan a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. You know, there's so much. And Lainey, has a, uh, she has a collab now with Levi's, she just announced. And so the fashion that's tied to country music, you know, used to be about, you know, so-and-so's, you know, Eric Church has a line of boots, which are right. amazing, by the way. But it's broadening out so much more than that. Completely, yeah. The women in country and the way that they've inter- integrated into the fashion world. And I think that's also why it's so e- easily accessible to find such great outfits for country jam because it's it's a popular like genre of style these mm-hmm. days and I wear my cowboy boots in LA constantly and nobody looks at me like why is this girl wearing cowboy boots it's like that's a part of fashion these days is mm-hmm. you know cowboy boots and cute little summer dresses and the, the big brim hats it's just it's fabulous I know I I can't pull the hat off either by the way I've, I keep trying yeah I was gonna say we'll keep trying yeah it's <laughs> just it's yeah it's not a good look I'm a ball cap girl and I don't know that I'll ever be anything more but I wish I could pull that off agreed <laughs> I have a friend that has just stacks and stacks and stacks of these beautiful hats and they look really cool but yeah I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing just what fashion looks like at the event. And and we're talking a lot about that, but 
I think it's also important to note, like, you don't have to be a fashionista to be there. No. You know, I mean, you can you can come in just your normal stuff too. Every all kinds of kinds. That's what I all love about our festival. Kinds. Exactly, and you get a little bit of everything. And as much as I love my fashion, always on the first day, I wear jeans or jean shorts and my Country Jam T-shirt. Always, that's always the outfit that I start with. It's tried and true. It's a classic. It will never go out of style. I love it. I love it. We're actually just peeking at the merch line this year, and it's really cool. I'm People excited. are going to be really excited to see it. It's um, it's got some really neat stuff stuff um and powertex does always always does such a great job designing that merch so mm-hmm. well apparently we are out of time um and i kept thinking what else can we talk about i need to stretch this out a little yeah, longer no. time okay. flies when you're having fun i know <laughs> i love it well ladies and gentlemen the fabulous skylar witty tell us where we can find you online i am on socials just skylar witty it's s-k-y-l-a-r-w-i-t-t-e and i'm on facebook and i'm on instagram and i'm on tiktok so yeah, that's where you can find me. And you post a ton of really fun content during the festival as well. So, so much. So yeah, follow me on Instagram. It's Skylar underscore witty. But if you search just my name, it'll pop up for you. And yeah, we post great stuff during the festival. It's so fun, of course, posting before the festival. But yeah, when I'm on site, if you want a little sneak peek into all the things we've been talking about behind the scenes, make sure you're following along because I, I post stories all day and all the stuff that we're getting into starting on Tuesday when I you know come into Eau Claire until probably even to Sunday night right I'm still catching up on all the content from the weekend so definitely follow along for that I love it thanks so much for being here we'll see you in July yeah I can't wait